What's up? We are back with Check the Tape. A uh, little late in the week, you know, the holidays kind of shifted everyone's schedule around, but we're back and we're ready to go. I'm Ari Atari and joined like I am every week by Brian Principe. How are you doing, man? Ari, you doing great and hope you had a uh, nice time back home and uh, for the holidays and getting ready for the new year. Yeah, well, um, it was a great week of uh, football for the Patriots, so it was that part of it was great. Yeah, and you're back now. You're back in Boston during a very important time for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they're. I'm still not that uh, optimistic about you them. But anyways, be. you shouldn't be. Right, but if you're a fan of any of these teams, do you really be? Or should you really be optimistic about your team? I don't know, but we're I mean, getting into that. None of these teams should really feel good. Feel good about themselves. Yeah, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, yeah. So today, we are going to talk about week 16, kind of, but like mainly focusing on the playoff picture and then MVP uh, right after that. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say, the rest of the season, our schedule is going to be. We're going to be doing a Monday podcast next week after week 17. So we'll be ready to discuss all the playoff matchups that are upcoming. Anything crazy stood out in week 17. And then after that, it'll be Sunday nights. We'll be recording right after the playoff games till the end of the season after the Super Bowl. The listeners, we could be the first two voices that the listeners hear from for the new year. Yeah, I mean, next week, all eight of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's dive right into it. So, do you want to start AFC or NFC? I'll let you pick. Let's let's go let's go with the AFC because there, there's a, there's a whole lot of interesting happening in the AFC, kind of shuffling around. Um, and like you said, good week for the Patriots because they do jump back into the two spot. But even more importantly the team that has been one of the more consistent teams of of late has now lost, what, two in a row in Kansas City? Yeah, the Chiefs have dropped two. But, uh, yeah, we talked about the Patriots, and I guess I'm going to be the one who brings up the Patriots right away. But, you know, they moved into the two seed with the Houston loss. They didn't look good in that Bills game at all. I mean, Brady threw two picks. The running game was really what kept them in. It's... Becoming an issue, this offense, and Gronk's just not the same. We've said this over and over and over again, and I don't know how many times we have to say it again because it's just true. Josh Gordon, you know, he's gone now, and it's an unfortunate situation what's happened with him, not from a football perspective, but from a life perspective. And obviously the football aspect of it hurts the Patriots. And they really only have one receiver that Brady depends on, a past his prime Julian Edelman. It's really not a great recipe for success. But somehow they moved into the two seed because, and now I'm stepping all over, because Houston dropped to the three because Nick Foles, the hottest quarterback in the game, came in and lit him up for four touchdowns, 400-something yards. And did you, did you? How much of that game did you watch? I actually watched. That was the one game I watched. A that was majority. the best game. I thought. I thought that game was better than the Steelers Saints game. To be honest with you. Uh, you know what, Steelers Saints. The, the difference was is that you know you have Steelers Saints in prime time for the late. Not prime time, but not prime time, but prime time for the first what twelve games. I know what you mean. So the four o'clock games, the America's game of the day, or whatever they want to yeah, call. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but the reason why we were getting a whole lot of that. Uh, Texans Eagles game was because you, you know me I love red zone so they kept showing that, that game because there were scores left and right and then the Texans came all the way back 
and then they kicked the field goal at the end to win the game. It was a very good game. And and I think that not only does that help New England, but this continues to muddy the waters for the Eagles going forward. Well, uh, hold on. You're, you're getting into the NFC. So part. That, we'll that's get something, that's we'll something get that I'm very interested to talk about later on in, in the uh, in the show. Yeah. So the Texans, you know, they lost that game. And, you know, I thought they were going to lose that game headed into it because they just I know they've won all these games in a row, but there's nothing about them that I'm just fearful of. Like the Patriots always beat the Texans and I'm just not even from a Patriots perspective. It just felt like. It didn't feel like they were this dominant team. It was just ripping off all these wins, you know? It felt like they were catching a lot of teams at the right time, playing a lot of bad teams. I mean, we can run through their schedule during that win streak if you want, but... You don't really have to. Yeah, I mean... Well, and the thing is, you, you talk about how you're not... if As a Patriots fan, you're not afraid of, of the Texans. And really, if you think about it, their best player is DeAndre Hopkins, right? So yeah. he, prob- he probably matches up against the Patriots' best defender in Stephon Gilmore, who has probably played his best season as a Patriot, hands down, and also has played some of his best football of his career this year with New England. So not that I want to say that's a wash, because I don't think that Hopkins is very easy to cover for any corner, but I do think that that usually one-sided matchup that the Texans can rely on is a little less one-sided when they play New England because of Gilmore. So... I do think that the Patriots match up a whole lot better against Tennessee or rather against Houston rather than they would against a team like Pittsburgh where they have multiple options. The Ravens uh, where they have a mobile quarterback in a running game Um, and even Kansas City where you have a mobile quarterback, multiple threats on offense with Kelsey and Hill. Um, I think that the best team that the Patriots could ask to draw from would be the Houston Texans. The Texans. So just looking at their schedule, I just want to briefly go through it. They started off 0-3, everybody knows, and then they got those two wins in a row that were really gift-wrapped to them. The Texans game, or the they are the Texans, the Colts and the Cowboys. The overtime the coaches, game. Yeah, the coaches really just gave them those ones. And then the te- look at the teams they beat since then. The Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins, Broncos, Redskins, Titans, Browns, lost to the Colts, beat the Jets, and then lost to the Eagles. What a murder's row of team right there. <laughs> yeah. What, one team right over there. 500, and it's, uh, and it's the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So impressive. What, what kind of world are we living in right now? Anyways, so, yeah, and I don't think they are good enough to be a 2C. Not, it's not like the Patriots are either, but now they're the three. Uh Patriots play the Jets this week, and the Texans play the Jaguars. I'm predict. I'm assuming both of those teams are just going to take care of business. The other big shakeup in the playoff picture, you know, the Chargers lose that game. Well, there's another big one. Yeah, the other one. minor one. Yeah. The Chargers, you know, they lose that game to the Ravens Saturday night. The Ravens are just hot. They gave John Harbaugh the extension. I know they lost that game to Kansas City, but it seems like they have something with Jackson, whether or not that's sustainable uh, long-term. That's yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. Same with Houston, we can say. Is this sustainable with Watson taking all these hits? But for right now, the Chargers had a chance to maybe get the home field. Actually, they would have had the home field because Kansas City ended up losing to Seattle. It'd be in first and, place. Yeah, and Phillip Rivers, like, back-to-back weeks, his very first throws and interception. <laughs> that, I thought that was uh, I thought that was weird. Um, but they had that chance, even though the Kansas City game was later. And they didn't get it, and Kansas City's not going to lose 
week 17 to Oakland. They're going to wrap this up, get home field, and Kansas City will be the one, and the Chargers will probably be the five. Right? Right. So we have that, and then we have the play-in game, essentially, Indianapolis, Tennessee. And I know this is the Sunday night game, and it's always cool to have a play-in game, basically, as the Sunday night game or one of those games where you play for the division. But this just feels like such a lopsided matchup. Yeah. I mean, the Titans are... I already thought the Colts were a much better team than the Titans. And then when you take Mariota out... Yeah, Mariota can't feel like one side of his body. Yeah, I don't know what the (laughs) line is or anything because I don't think they've put one on because they're not 100% sure whether it's going to be Gabbard or Mariota yet. Uh, I th- I think it's I mean I know that they haven't announced that it's Mariota out of the game, but he I I know I saw his interview today and it, it did not sound good. It did the, the it was not promising that he was playing on Sunday. I mean the crazier things have happened, um, and and who knows? But until they rule him out, we're not going to know. But at that, where regardless, he's not going to be at a hundred percent. Really hasn't been a hundred hundred percent all year. Um, and like you mentioned, even with Mariota, I do think that this game is fairly one-sided because of the options that Luck has on offense, the, the better offensive, the line, offensive line, yeah, better quarterback. Yeah. Their defense plays plays very, very well in some situations, um, and especially with this being such an important game and the Colts kind of surging in the back end of the season, lost a bad one um, a couple of weeks ago, but... I do think that this game... They almost lost to your New York football giants. They should have lost. Really should have. Uh, yeah, but they had that loss to Houston a couple weeks ago. Or not Houston. It was uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. When they lost when they, when they put up nothing. 12 to 9. Or like 9 No, 6-0. 6-0. 6-0. 6-0. So much for the offensive revolution. But... The only thing I will say, the only thing I will say is that the Colts are one of those teams that play... A, b- a bizarre style of football where they are a completely different team on the road. Complete- yeah, I also feel like they're one of those teams who, if they get behind, that's fine. Like it, it's like well, yeah, they could score. They could score. Yeah, they yeah. can still score when they're when they fall behind. It's not like it's over for some of these. Like I think if Baltimore gets down by two touchdowns, I think they're in trouble. You right. Know? Right. The, the the thing that concerns me, the only thing that would concern me if I was if I was hoping that the Colts would were to make the playoffs this year is that they have just shown signs on defense to not play nearly as well as they do at home. And that's been a trend. I think this year for a lot of teams in the NFL is that their defense, for whatever reason, a lot of these defenses, first of all, have not been good, which we've talked about, but secondly, a lot of them just seem to play that much better than they do at home rather than on the road. The only team really that has, has been the opposite effect and has really played well all year on defense, is is Baltimore. I've been saying it a couple of weeks in a row now, man. I mean, they, they have been very good on defense. We saw it last this past week against, against the Chargers. So, like you mentioned, a team like Baltimore, they want to play a low-scoring game. They don't want to get behind too much. If they can keep you within a score going into the fourth quarter, they're right in, they're right in puncher's so, distance. with the Ravens, you know how I last couple of weeks on this podcast how i read a eulogy on the packers which i was right on you were i I read one on the eagles which by the way they're not dead yet 
That was before I thought Nick Foles you was coming You didn't think St. Nick was going was gonna to rise from the ashes? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they have a good chance of getting in. I'd say it's 50-50 at this point. It really depends just how much the Bears care about beating the Vikings. Right. Maybe, maybe it's in the Bears' best interest to lose and play the Vikings in the playoffs as opposed yeah. to playing against Foles. Seriously, because the winner, because those teams will probably play each other They're gonna again. They're going to play again. Right. in Chicago. Um, with Pittsburgh, though. I'm not reading any eulogies because I think Baltimore is going to lose to Cleveland and Pittsburgh is going to win and get in because the reasoning, the reason being number one, this Cleveland team is hot. So they had that one loss to Houston, right? But besides that, they've been hot ever since Hughes been gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they've lost another one during that stretch, but the Houston one was like the main one. They've been hot Baker is probably going to win offensive rookie of the year. He's been unbelievable yeah. this down the stretch. He's pretty much solidified himself as the best rookie quarterback from this class. I mean, there's ways to go there. This is just their rookie season. Things can change. I mean, who would have thought Jared Goff would be the best one from his class after his rookie year, you know? Yeah. So a lot of variables, a lot can change. But right now, Cleveland's hot and Baker's been playing good. They have a lot of talent. I know they're going into Baltimore, which... It's a little bit of a um, tougher red flag, red tougher, flag uh, matchup, yeah, for a yeah. road team. And but I just think they've been really hot, and I think they could go in and beat them. And the other thing is, you know, all these teams when they win one week, everybody starts to get excited about them, and they're like, "Oh, here they come!" Like the Chargers won, and everyone was like, "Oh, here they come!" And then they lost. Um, the who is another team like that the Steelers they have that big win against the Patriots and everyone's like oh here they come and then they lose to New Orleans the next week so I think it, the NFL just has a lot of up and downs and right now everybody loves Baltimore because they beat the Chargers John Harbaugh got the extension everyone real feels like Lamar Jackson's the next big thing and I think it's all going to come crashing down to Baker this week Pittsburgh's got an easy game against Cincinnati and they should win that one is Driscoll still starting Yes. So they should win that one and win the division and be back in the playoffs. That's my – what do you, what do you think on, on that? I, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's any reason why Pittsburgh would lose this week other than a complete letdown of the collapse in, in uh, the Superdome this past weekend. Yeah, let, let's talk about that one real quick. What the hell was Tomlin doing? They, they won that game. Pittsburgh did, and they had, and they screwed up twice. Ridley fumbled. Who, by the way, he was with the Patriots for, I think, three years, and that was his thing. He was known for fumbling, and he had all this talent. And the Patriots wanted to play him and make him the starting running back, but he couldn't get past the fumbling. And Belichick hated that, so they then then he kind of like phased out. But yeah, he fumbled for Pittsburgh, and then <laughs> New Orleans has the ball, drives down. They go for a field goal, and it gets blocked. Right. Pittsburgh gets it back, and then Tomlin does that stupid fake or whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what you would. Um, and they get stopped, and the guy thought they got the oh uh, first yeah, Roosevelt, down. Roosevelt Knicks was, uh, was pointing a first down when he was two yards short. I saw a thing on Twitter that like compared that to the Nick Young shooting and turning <laughs> around. Yeah, the, the uh, classic GIF. So then New Orleans gets the ball back. They get bailed out by some penalty, though, on that on that drive. Uh, three times, three times in the game, the Steelers had opportunities to either seal it or 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 make a make a comeback. And the, What's the third I, time when uh, Juju Smith, fumbled, Smith Schuster fumble, right? Yeah, because they're driving. They were driving at that point in the game. 
Yeah, they were putting together something there. I mean, they really kind of shot themselves in the foot with that one. But big picture now, they have to win Cincinnati, and they have to hope that Baltimore loses to Cleveland. Yeah, I think that's in play. I think it's going to happen. Um, I think it's we'll feasible. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think it's feasible. But I you're think, not going to say it's going to happen. I think, I think Baltimore will win. I think Baltimore will win. Okay. Uh, I like Jackson. He does enough to 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 win games, and he knows the the, the identity of the Ravens is and will forever be their defense. Um, and, you know, it's not the it's not the classic defense for Baltimore that we've seen, you know, maybe 10 to 12 years ago. But this is still a very good defense. Top, I would venture to say, a top three defense in football this season. And they know that if they're within a touchdown, within a score, they will have a chance to drive down the field and tie or take the lead at the end of the game. And if they're ahead by two scores going into the second half, that's right where they want to be because that defense is just that good. They can change the game on defense. Yeah, the the fact that they're at home is a big advantage. The only thing is, though, like you mentioned, is that the Browns are a good team. (laughs) I mean, they they are good. They should – they are a couple of – Games away from being in the playoffs, and they almost won that Steelers game week one. There was the one against Oakland. Like, if it wasn't for Hugh Jackson, they're in the playoffs. They, they lost. They lost to the. They they tied the Browns week one. They missed the. Field, they are the Browns. I mean, they tied the Steelers. Tied the Steelers. They tied the Steelers week one. They missed the field goal in New Orleans. Yeah. To to they missed an extra point and a field goal in that game to either tie or win that game week two, and then it was the the overtime game in Oakland. They lost. Before after the Jet win, they win two of those games. They're in first place <laughs> in the yep. division. Crazy. Crazy. And so I also think the Colts are going to win that game, like we mentioned earlier. So my I'm expecting the playoff picture to pretty much look the same as it is right now, except we'll swap out Baltimore for Pittsburgh on that four seed. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Ravens where they're at. And I do okay. think that this, I do think I'm going to go with our prediction at the beginning of the year that the team that would surprise people to not make the playoffs this year would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, well, that's kind of been the Packers. Um. Packers, <laughs> Steelers. I mean, we, we talked about this. This was a, this the Eagles. Season, this was a season that we thought were, there could be some shakeup. And the so let's, one let's team, talk about the one team that might not make the playoffs that everybody thought, because we pretty much just wrapped up the AFC. Uh, let's go to the NFC and talk about the Eagles. So they have that big win against Houston, which they pretty much had in the bag because they were up by two scores. They're up by 13 because Jake Elliott missed the field goal or the extra point. And then Peterson, for some reason, went for two earlier in the game. There's no reason to. I think he was trying to go up by six, but it's like, dude, just get the extra point. Just gather the right. points. And it came back to bite him in the ass, which actually was the case. So they have the ball up 13, two scores. Uh, the running back fumbles. And Houston gets the ball. They score. Philly gets the ball back. They go three and out. Houston comes back. Watson is like a magician, making everybody miss. They score. Hopkins is unbelievable. Then Philadelphia gets the ball back. Foles takes a huge shot from Clowney. And then he just gets up. It reminded me of uh, the Fury-Wilder fight. Yeah. How Fury got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it felt like. And then Foles just got up and... Leads the team down, hits Ertz for a big one. Elliott comes in and uh, has the game-winning field goal. What did you think of that? Uh, the hit from Clowney, and they called it roughing the passer. Uh, I mean, it seems like he just got 
flagged for hitting him too hard, which is right. kind of what's happened, right? Right. I mean, my problem with that one was, you know, you always hear you can't hit him high and you can't hit him low, right? Yeah. He hit him right in the chest. Yeah. I mean, I know it was, it was the helmet and it was hard. But yeah, I think him- we talked about this like uh, a while ago, but you remember that play Clowney had in the bowl game against Michigan? Yes. Would yeah. that play, like, would he get flagged for that now? And if well, that no, happened in the running, NFL? It was a running back. So, I mean, it's different. You get hit the running back, but okay. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the same hit, right? I mean, he didn't, he didn't land on him. He didn't, you know, drive him into the ground. It was just a hard hit to his chest. And that one, I mean, I know that regardless, they probably will, they might find a way to, to drive down the field, kick the field goal and win the game. But still, I didn't like, I didn't like the call. They actually picked up the first down on that play without, without the flag because that was a the big catch by Jeffrey over the middle. But yeah. regardless, I didn't like the flag. I thought it was a little bit chintzy, but still. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, the flag just gave them extra yards and helped them with getting to the field the goal. Flag, the flag put them at, at midfield, yeah. Yeah, so, and then Sudfeld had to come in for a play. Yeah, yeah he just threw one away. <laughs> waste of a down. Yeah. Um, so, Philly's hot. You know, they beat the Rams, beat Houston, two playoff teams with Foles. And this week they have who they have Washington, so they should win that one on the count of Washington's with Josh Johnson, and the catch is going to be can Chicago knock off Minnesota because the NFC playoff picture isn't really that interesting. New Orleans is already locked up the one, Dallas is locked into the four. Chicago and the Rams can switch depending on if the Rams lose and the Bears win, then because the Bears have that tiebreaker from that Sunday night game couple weeks ago the bears would move to the two rams would go to the three it's seattle's already locked a playoff spot and they play against arizona so mm-hmm. they could actually move to the six um depending on if minnesota wins but they'd still make the playoffs so that would only change like matchups um so the real interesting question is really coming down to that chicago minnesota game and the philly washington one can the eagles make the playoffs i think that i don't know if they can because you know, Minnesota's going to be at home. I don't know how much Chicago's going to care about winning that game. It was just really suck if Philly didn't make the playoffs. They're, like, hot. They're exciting. Who wants to watch Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I was going to say, that there are some teams in the league right now that, you know, we, we've talked about this before, where we would buy stock in them or sell stock. Yeah. The Eagles are a team you would be buying right now. Because it's Foles. He's Foles. He's, uh, he's... They just They just seem to play... They seem to like playing around him more. And I saw that again this week. He's the favorite son. Did you see what I tweeted? I said after the game, I said build him a statue next to Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> On the steps. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, yeah. If, 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 this, this would be if, if Foles brings them back from the dead, they make the playoffs. Carson Wentz needs to sell his apartment, his he house. Pack his bags. Pack his bags. Find work somewhere else because there's no way that you could ever rationalize not playing Foles over Wentz considering what has happened over the last two years. I really hope they make it too because, you know, you and I, you know, you like the Giants. I like the Patriots who just beat who just got beat by the Eagles in the Super Bowl earlier in this calendar year. And if the Eagles and we know what Eagles fans are like, if they don't make the playoffs, then you're just going to hear all offseason, well, if we had started Foles earlier, well, we would have won yeah. the Super Bowl. And that's going to suck. 
So I really want them to get in the playoffs with Foles so and they lose. can lose. Yeah, so they could lose, and then I don't have to hear, it anymore, hear about you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you don't want to hear that for an entire offseason. No, no, no. I don't. And um, and it's more exciting with the, the Eagles in it. They're, like, more fun to watch with Foles than Minnesota is with Cousins. So um, that's uh, that. That's really the only major shakeup in the NFC. So uh, my other question for you is, so out of the teams that are basically division leaders, right? Because I, yeah. I think Seattle is obviously a team that plays much better at home than they do on the road. So yeah. I, I don't know if – I don't know. I know that we talked about this – probably about a month ago that we liked Seattle at in the wild card. I don't necessarily know how I feel about that anymore because of what I've seen from them, especially the game in San Francisco Yeah, from their road game perspective. And obviously they're going to be playing road games throughout the entire playoffs. Yeah. They're probably going to play against the Cowboys uh, first week, but yeah. Right. Out of the teams that are division leaders um, in the, in the NFC, who are you selling stocks? Like just the ones who would play on wild card weekend. Uh, no, any of the division leaders, so the Cowboys, Rams, or Bears. Uh, in the NFC? NFC? The NFC, yes. Because oh. you have the Cowboys lost this past week. The Probably Rams. the Rams. Probably the I Rams. I agree with you. I would agree with you. Probably the Rams, because even though the either the Rams or the Cowboys, just because I, I don't like Dak, it's – actually, I, I'll take the Rams back. I I take that back. I would go with the Cowboys because, you know, I've talked about this earlier on this podcast. Or maybe I haven't, and I've just told you this, like, on the phone or something. But the Cowboys, I like them at every position except for head coach and quarterback. And those are the two most important ones. Kind of the two most important ones. And, you know, if they play a team like Seattle and they have Wilson and Carroll, who's been good this year, mm-hmm. then I would have probably take Seattle over them. And, so, I, and I would stick with the Rams. I, I would sell on the Rams. Only because of the way that we, that Jared Goff has kind of regressed since the bye, basically. Yeah. Since the Kansas City game, huge regression. Huge um, regression. And I don't know if it's a regression in him or if it's defensive coordinators realizing that he is not the same quarterback. Or maybe it's no Cooper Cup, MVP. Man, no, yeah, that's he's the X factor. Or Todd Gurley. I mean, he seems like he's hurt. And did you no, see how he kind of uh, he ruined – what? It's, it's no Malcolm Brown. That's the did difference. You, yeah, there's no Malcolm Brown. Did you, did you see how Todd Gurley like ruined fantasy leagues? He did. Three times. Um, well, this this week especially, imagine if you had him on your team and you were in the championship, you know? Play? Yeah, well, well, they, you know what? That's why you had to pick up, gotta get up early and pick up C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson, yeah. But, yeah, the Rams offense has kind of been out of whack. That's kind of weird, though, you asked that question and uh, neither of us said – the team whose quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky. Right. <laughs> right. Did you, did you see the tweet that said, who would you rather have as your quarterback in the playoffs, Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Mullins? Oh my God. I, well, that's a legitimate question. I feel like. See, the thing is, the thing is though, with, with the bears is that they're very similar to Baltimore where they the don't bears think- are the bears and Ravens have just been the same team year after year. Now I know the Ravens are a little bit different with Jackson now and it's right. this whole uh, running attack, but they've always been the it's cold. We play defense. That's what it's going to be. Quarterback's you know? not great. Quarterback's never great. Yeah, The quarterback's always shaky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Nick Mullins over Trubisky. That got me thinking. So, um, wow. Yeah. I think, th- I think that's about it for the playoffs. Should I do, 
I don't have one of the, my fake uh, my fake ad reads ready. So we uh, while we want to move on so, to the so um, I have, so MVP. So instead of a fake ad read, I have a trivia question for you for for this season. Um, so we'll do that, then get to MVP for the season, right? So so okay. this team this team has one more home game left on the docket. So this could potentially not matter after all seventeen weeks are played. But there's only one team in the NFL that has an undefeated record at home. Who is it? The Patriots. That's right. Wait, you, thought, you didn't think I was going to get that one? No, if you were going to get it. I didn't know. Was it really the only one with an undefeated home record? O- only team, undefeated home record. I thought the Cowboys had an undefeated home record. Cowboys uh, have one loss at home. and it Who was, was it to? Was it to the Colts? It was earlier in the season against, oh man, it was, they played, no, the, they played the Colts on the road. Um, they blown it here. Let me think about this. It was against the Titans. Remember that game? Uh, oh, yeah. Monday night. It was Monday yes. night. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to MVP. Um, there's only two candidates, right? Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes. Right. So with MVP, I've kind of been a believer the last couple of years that the MVP needs to be off of one of the four by teams. Okay. Okay. I, I hate... So my two least favorite things with MVP is, and this goes for all sports. And when I say all sports, really football and basketball, because nobody really has MLB MVP discussions. It's really just super stat based. right? Yeah. And you don't have to be on a winning team to win the MVP. Right. Which makes sense because. um, Individualized sport disguised as teams. yeah, yeah, Yeah. And then football, it's really just the quarterback or unless one of the other skilled position guys or defensive player has like this groundbreaking season. But Anyways, getting to it. The two things I hate with MVP is when you bring up, oh, well, he's not having his best season. Okay, that, that, that's irrelevant. Okay, that's irrelevant because it's not about is this the best season of his career. It's what's happening this season. So when Brady – I don't think people really said this last year. Just like a couple people that I know or some – I saw it a couple places. They're like, this isn't Tom Brady's best year. Why should he win MVP? Yeah, it's not his best year. But – we're not comparing Tom Brady in 2017 to Tom Brady from 07, you know? So that's stupid, number one. But I don't think people do that one as much as the second one. And the second one is when you take these players from mediocre teams and you say, oh, well, if they had the talent that this team had. Uh, so let's use Russell Wilson, for example, okay? okay. Russell Wilson's had a great season. Should have made the Pro Bowl over Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I quit caring about who made the Pro Bowl and who didn't. Yeah, it anymore. yeah, especially when some of the offensive line stuff like the voters just have no idea who's good at offensive line. Like I think <laughs> Quentin Nelson, I mean, Quentin Nelson deserved it. But if he didn't have that one block, he probably uh, would. That yeah. big block, I don't know if he would have gotten it, gotten in, you know? Yeah. Like Bakhtiari, I don't know how he didn't get in. You're big. Uh, you're a big Bakhtiari fan. Yeah. So the thing I was trying to say, Wilson. So he has a good season. And his team's getting into the playoffs. They'll probably go ten and six or nine and seven, depending on if they lose this upcoming week. And you know, some people are like, "Oh, what if Wilson had the team Pat Mahomes does? What if he had uh, Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid's offensive system and all of this stuff?" Blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, "Yeah, that'd be nice, and maybe he would do better." What if he had Sean Payton and? Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, maybe that would be better. But what are we going to do? If we're going to start faulting guys for being 
on these teams with other good players, other talented players that help their team win, if we're going to fault them and reward guys for not having those other talented players, then what are we doing here? You know, we're just, we're valuing mediocrity and we're just uh, thinking of in terms of what ifs. That's stupid. Well, my thing is, and I'll, and I'll piggyback off of what you're saying about how, you know, these takes about off uh, about MVP are kind of getting out of control is this kind of, and I'm in agreement with, agreement with you that it's a two horse race between Breeze and Mahomes. And I would lean more towards Mahomes. Um, and we can get more into that as we go farther in this. Sure. But my problem with a lot of things that are, people are saying, whether it's on social media or the talking heads or just people going back and forth about debating who's going to win the MVP is that they're picking Drew Brees because he's at the back end of his career. So that's stupid. And that's and that's the big problem I have. Is it? Oh, you know, that's Drew not Brees. my reason. So I, I guess I know. I know. Better. I know that your reasoning is not that. And I know that you ha- you're using you know you're you're factoring in things that should matter. Like you know, is is he going to win the division? Which he which he will. Is he going to you know get a bye? Which he will. Is he going to have X number of touchdowns and yards and this that and the other thing the stats what it actually matters but a lot of things that are considered are kind of emotional reasons which should not be put into the equation and that was what bothers me about this is that you have a quarterback in Mahomes that this is his first year starting for a team and he's a young guy and and people will say oh you know he's having a great year but you know Patrick Mahomes has 20 more years left to potentially win the MVP and Drew Brees has four I don't care about that Right, I, no, I don't care. Bullshit. Right, it is, it is, and I don't want that. That's where the MVP kind of gets muddled to me. Is that if if we're gonna going to allow these emotional kind of pulls dictate who's winning the MVP, rather than pure statistics and pure reason, that's where I have a problem with it. And that's yeah. why not I'm not picking against Breeze because of that reason. I just think that Mahomes has had a better year. I think he's been more consistent all year. So he has with Mahomes that is kind of like caught my eye and like made me real hesitant about saying he should be the MVP. So statistically passing yards and passing touchdowns, he's surpassed breeze. Like that's not even a question. He's thrown more interceptions, um, but breeze has more wins. So it's like you're dead even at that point. Right. Right. The thing for me with Mahomes is I feel like he lost every big game he played in. You know, that that's a fair argument, but the, at the same time, I will, I will come back with you come back at you and counter and say that in those games they've lost, look at the numbers he put up. I know, I get that, but, like, they still lost all of them. Like, the New England one was a big game, the Rams game was big, there's the Chargers one, and then the Seattle one. Like, Wait, so New England, what, they, they, won. What, what, how many points did they put up in the New England game? 38? Yeah, I know, they put up a bunch in all of them. 50 40-something po- 40, points against the Rams, 30 yeah. points this past week against Seattle. I mean... You can't have you. You can't expect somebody. The MVP doesn't have to be perfect. No. And yes, they've lost. All right, you kind of changed. You kind of changed my mind. I'll, I'll but be he's been incredible every game. Breeze has had bad games. Breeze Bre- has had bad games, really especially bad. on the road. Really, no touchdowns. Uh, Hundred yards passing. Couple of turnovers. Games that they borderline shouldn't have won. All right, you changed my mind. I'm not going to with Mahomes, but like, yeah, okay, I'm blaming the defense more for those, and he did put up points. I just like Breeze. I like the low interceptions. 
I like the wins. I like how he's beaten these good teams like the Rams, like the um, who's the other team they beat? The Vikings. I mean, the Vikings aren't that Pittsburgh. good of a team, but um, oh Pittsburgh, yeah, Baltimore. I guess Kansas City's beaten Baltimore too, but yeah, I just I don't know. I like the Saints there. See, their their only loss to a divisional opponent is uh, Tampa Bay too, which is funny. Yeah, how many does Kansas City have? Just the one to the Chargers? Kansas City has one loss to, yeah, to the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't think you'd go wrong with either one. I think this is like the first time in a while. Like you ha- There's some you- debate, which is good. Yeah, because I think the last couple of years, like there was always the quarterback who was clear-cut, and everybody would try and say, oh, what about this running back? And it would always be like this running back having a pretty good season from a team that wasn't that good. I remember when Aaron Rodgers... um. Well, this isn't a running back, but when Aaron Rodgers won it four years ago, J.J. Uh, Watt was having that unreal season in yep. Houston. But I don't even think they made the playoffs. David Johnson was in a, was in the consideration one People year. People were saying Gurley last Gurley year last when year. Uh, Brady won it. Um, I don't know. It's I think this is like the first year in a while where there's like two actual candidates. The last time I remember there being two actual candidates – And maybe they weren't even as, um, it wasn't even as much of a discussion back then. But in 2012, when Adrian Peterson was breaking his, was about to break the single season rushing record, I kind of feel like Peyton Manning should have won the MVP that year. (laughs) Like the season he had with Denver and like how they went on that insane streak after starting the season, like two and three or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was insane. I don't, and then he he won it the next year when the offense was. That's the, but that's the only way. A non-quarterback will win the MVP, though. If they have this insane, like, record-breaking like, year. Career, yeah, record-breaking season. Like, somebody, I remember, tried telling me, because remember that same year Calvin Johnson broke the single-season yep. receiving record? Somebody yeah. was like, Calvin broke the record. He should have won MVP. Like, this guy's team went 4-12. and 12. Yeah. How valuable are you? I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, the point I was just trying to make is, I, and this happens in basketball all the time with these people, like, when LeBron was in Cleveland these last at least the last year when it was mainly just Kevin Love as his other all-star and Kevin Love was injured for a good amount of the year, how the people were just like, look what LeBron's doing. He doesn't have Mike D'Antoni's system. He doesn't have Chris Paul and all these great three-point shooters. Uh, why is he not the MVP and James Harden is? It's like, I, get, I guess we have to start faulting people for being on a team with good players, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so so real quick, so you think, you or you would – you would be more inclined to say that Bree should win the MVP, correct? Yeah, I just if he if that Saints team gets to fourteen wins and he's probably going to sit out Week Seventeen, so he's not going to be the quarterback for all fourteen. I just think that's a lot. And I, so, I when we look back, I don't know if there's many quarterbacks who are on these fourteen and two teams who weren't the MVP. You know, so, so you so you would say he would win, but do you think he's going to win? I think he's going to win, and I would say he's going to win. It's hard to kind of get a feel for it right now until after week yeah. 17. I mean, his season, his regular season. Well, Mahomes is playing a me- meaningful game this week. so that Yeah, also- but we're assuming he's going to win and it's going to be business as usual. Um, I don't know. We'll see what like the nar- narratives are going to be like because you can kind of get a feel for what's going to happen before the actual awards won, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. I, and I, I, I would be inclined to say that Mahomes should win, but I think that Breeze will win. Yeah, we'll we'll get a we'll get a more solid feeling of it after week seventeen's done and people have voted and some of the stuff comes out. All right, so that's it. Um, 
Do you have an old man take? If you don't, I have one. It was, it's not a big one or anything. So, so it's, not my, it's not even a take, really. So it's my old man take is kind of a personal story real quick. I, I didn't get to watch a single snap of Kansas City and Seattle. Oh, why not? So, so That's I, good to tell people when you're uh, talking about football. But right, yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't even watch the games, and, I, and I'm, I'm supposed to be this trusted uh, voice of reason. Yeah. Um, but no, it was the only 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 Sunday night football game I ha- I haven't watched all year, and it was a good one too. So I was kind of mad about it. But we we got my my brother. I'm back home for for Christmas, obviously, and and uh, New Year's. So we got my parents one of those Nest thermostats, right? Yeah. So we were trying to set it up, trying to get it going. It wasn't working. Um, so we, I was on the phone with Nest for two hours, and it ran the span of the game. So the old man take of the week is Will Bond saying. Why the hell should anyone trust this guy if he's not going to watch Sunday Night Football of two of the better teams, two playoff teams in the league? But nevertheless, they shouldn't, right? They shouldn't. No. Uh, so my old man take, it's not even a take. It's just an observation I made. And it really has nothing to do with Will Bond. It was during that Saints-Steelers uh, game. There was that one play when Breeze threw the ball and it got tipped. And then Breeze like, saw it was in the air and he batted it down himself so yeah. it wouldn't get picked. Oh, Aikman loved that. It wasn't Aikman. It was uh, no, because that game was that game was Nance and Romo. Romo loved that. Romo, no, Romo. Nance loved it. Did he? he really? a, yeah, yeah. Romo didn't say anything. Nance I was like, super excited. No, I think that was Nance who was the one who got excited. Well, Nance loved. Nance is a big Breeze guy. He's like Breeze is like his new Peyton. Yeah. 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 yeah, but he he seemed to real. I think it was him. I don't think it was Romo. Like I have to go back and check. Excited. Wow. Yeah, no, that that was a classic. That was a classic. Like people get way too excited about a dumb play. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's wrap this up. We'll be back next week to talk whatever happened in week 17. And we'll also talk about um, the matchups. We'll be ready for wildcard weekend. Yeah, the matchups and maybe any coaches who got fired. It will Ooh, be yeah. Black Monday after Monday. all. Yeah. Right. All right, so that's it. Uh, Thank you for coming on again. We only got about five of these left. Let's keep it going, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right, see ya.